Who'd do it? <laughs> Who would be willing to get their ear pierced to become a Christian if that were commended? I like to think everybody, right? Would you do it with an all? Not with the, the guns that they use at the mall, <laughs> but with an all. An all that maybe with high probability you would get an infection once they hammered that thing through. Would you do it? Would you do it giving up your freedom? You see, I'd like to think we'd all say yes because, of course, we're talking about the Lord saying this to us and we're talking about salvation, so what a small price to pay. One thing is for sure that as we look at these scriptures and we, we're talking about ways in which we serve the Lord, we're good. I got at least seven yes and zero no's. <laughs> I like that's a good, good thing, good answer. <laughs> oh, better turn this on. Uh, but when you look at these things, these commandments are actually very burdensome that was placed upon the Israelites. And yet Jesus said, those of you who are weary, come, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy, the Lord said. You know, it's a good thing because think about all the commandments of the Lord. That was just one of them if you were a Hebrew slave or, or a Hebrew master uh, of a slave. That's just one of hundreds and hundreds of commandments, commandments by which that when you look at them, they're extremely tedious. I cannot imagine what that would be like to have to remember 600 plus commandments. Every day you are having to memorize just so you can keep from forgetting them. And you're talking about commandments that are, are tedious in some cases. I mean, go through the first few chapters in the book of Numbers and read of the different kinds of sacrifices. Can you remember the different kinds of sacrifices? How you delineate between the burnt offering from the sin offering, from the trespass offering, let alone the peace offering and thanksgiving offerings. Can you remember that you're supposed to use this animal and not that animal? I mean, maybe if you sin enough, you know that trespass, you know that guilt offering, you would know what to do. But it's tedious. But we don't have that. When you look at them, some of them includes actually doing something to our bodies that, well, in modern culture, I mean, just a few years ago in this culture, for a male to have his ear pierced, not good. Today, everyone's getting their ear pierced <laughs> and everything else. Very different. Um, times that we live in, but the piercing of an ear meant that you are becoming a lifelong servant of your master. I went and found the best picture of an all that I could. Very, very different looking. The, the oldest piece of metal that is found on planet Earth that so far, according to um, archaeologists, the I don't know what you call it with metallurgy or whatever the name is for people who study metals, um, is an awl, a copper awl. And according to, to the carbon dating, they said it's like 11,000 years ago. However long that is, I'm, I'm not sure, but that's a lot of years that you have that. Awls have been used for this, and 
when you look at the commandments of the, the Israelite, as was read for us by Josh, I mean, you're having to look at situations in which here's a person that, that is going to serve. Now, you have two Jews, and God says, if one of them sells himself as a slave or, or you find yourself in this situation, he's not going to serve more than six years. On the seventh year, he is to go and be set free. Think about that for a second. There's not, it's not indefinite. But he goes as he comes. If you come in single and the master provides for you a wife and you have children through her, when you leave, you leave single. Your wife and your children belong to the master. Now, if you're married before you come in and, and you are, become a slave with your wife, then you go out with your wife and your children. But that's the law. Can you imagine what it would have been like to come in single? Your master gives you your spouse. You now have children. You love your wife and you love your children. And now you've been set free. What do you do? You may not love your master in this case. How hard would that be to leave knowing you want your freedom, but you love your wife and your children? The choice you're going to have to make. What a dilemma. But in this case, he gives this law. And this law says, if you love your master and you love your wife, and you're deciding you're going to forego your freedom because you love your master, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go before the judges. It's going to be made known that you are going to become a lifelong voluntary slave. You're not going to have any more opportunity for your freedom that's your choice that you're making and you're going to make it known with all the judges in that village if you will you're going to be brought to a door or to a doorpost and your master is going to drive that all through your ear and then you will serve him forever as verse 6 says serve him forever there's no more freedom now think about how great of a burden that is to make that choice. We live in a culture today where everything is about my rights and everything is about my independence and everything is about my freedoms, right? We hear it every single day. This culture is extremely different. God made up this law in this situation and it would ring contrary to the way we think today. And yet this is the law that he had given for those who would serve him faithfully under the law of Moses. When we fast forward, ask that question, who would do such a thing? I mean, who would be willing to give up their own freedom and to do so in a most, well, I mean, I cringe. and I've been told, getting your ear pierced, with the gun is like nothing. I asked Julie, scale of one to ten, she goes, one, had seven children. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, okay. And I, I wanted to know about me. I've not had any children. You know, what would that be like? I mean, for me, it's like 11. And I've, I mean, I don't know what it's like, but I, McKenna has done it. Carolyn has done it. So I know I could live. But imagine if it's not a pierced gun, but it's, you know, no telling if that all was not as sharp as you want it to be, as skinny as you want it to be. That's tough. 
but someone who loves their master would be willing to do it. I mean, I can logically think through going, well, you know, this is just temporary. The pain goes away. You know, whether it's a second, a minute, an hour, a day, or a week, it goes away. Everything heals up, I think. But someone who loves their master and someone who loves their wife that was given to them would be willing to do it. In other words, this commandment was not burdensome to the person who's saying, I'm willing to give up my freedom. There was a sacrifice involved and there was a burden, but the mindset, the attitude was, this is not burdensome to me. That's amazing. It makes me think of other scenarios in which people would go through just amazing circumstances because the burden was so light. Think of a man who is willing to work seven years for his potential father-in-law. Where's Dusty? (laughs) Seven years to be married to this man's daughter. Oh, there you are. You're right here. (laughs) Seven years. I like some of the Old Testament. (laughs) Sorry. But the thing is, when, when you have such love for this person, seven years is nothing. I mean, think about that. Seven years to this man was nothing. He gets fooled into having an older sister named Leah and to this person, nothing. Jacob's willing to, or uh, yeah, is willing to go through this because of the love that he has for Rachel. Jesus loved us so much, it was nothing for him. And I, I, I speak that, I know, almost seemingly haphazardly. But from the standpoint, it, he was willing to do it. And yes, the burden was great. But from an attitude that says, it's worth it. As if the burden is not too great. That's what we're talking about when we look at the relationship that we have. Because we've not been commanded to have like this lifestyle under the old law. You know, again, in Christ, that yoke is much easier in in some respect. You know, we've not been commanded to have an ear pierced, but we're to die with Christ. I mean, how is that when the yoke is easy, we're saying, okay, we're not going to get our ear pierced, but we're going to die with our Savior, which is more difficult? We're told in Romans chapter 6, verse 8, That's what happens when you were baptized into Christ, you died with him. In other words, that man that you were before you belonged to Jesus Christ was your own. You were free in sin. You did whatever you want to do. But when you become a child of God, you become a slave to righteousness. In other words, you're bound to righteous living. It is a burden so, so far as a law that this is the way you live your life. You're free from sin, but now you're bound to righteousness. That is the way you're commanded to live. And we're told in Revelation 2 and verse 10 that we're supposed to live this way until our death. 
It's not like, well, today, ah, man, I really just want to go ahead and just live the way I want to live. A slave does not have that choice. A slave is, is a slave until the end of that term, the six years under the old law, or if you voluntarily serve the rest of your life, that's it. You cannot go back. You cannot say, I made a bad choice. So we're not commanded to have our ears pierced, but look at what we are to be living like. And that from a standpoint of, of looking at it just on paper would think, which is more burdensome? I think it's very difficult to be a Christian if we are to be a genuine, true disciple of our Lord. And yet the burden is light because look at who we have and look at what we have. Look at the relationship that I mean, we are all who of us who have uh, obeyed the gospel, we've all voluntarily given up our lives. I mean, that's really what we've done. We have said, no longer does, does Mitch live or self live because now Jesus is my king. He is my Lord. He is my master. And I'm going to bow before him and I'm going to serve him. And I will do it all the days of my life. Would you have been willing then to put that all through your ear? I like to think everyone would. And the question is why? Well, no different than the fact that we love our master. You know, are you here because as a slave to righteousness, as a servant of Jesus Christ, you have to come? Or does the love for your master compel you to be with the saints you see someone can say well we are commanded to be here on the first day of the week or from bible authority standpoint we're supposed to be here on the first day of the week and while that may be may, uh, be good and all what's the attitude you see some have the attitude oh i can't do this because i have to do that and that sounds like a servant mentality but the servant who loves his master, is that a burden? Is it a burden to be here to worship your God? No. To the one who sings out glorious praises to God, it's no burden. To the other, it says, well, we're supposed to sing out to the Lord, so I'm going to sing some notes. There's a burden. To the one who loves his master. Someone who loves his wife, given him to, by his master, no problem. Because of that love that we have for our master. The thing is, well, let me go, I went the wrong way. The thing is, look at why we do what we do um, in this relationship of being servants to righteousness, servants of Jesus Christ. We love him, we devote our lives to him. We did so when we said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and we were buried with him. That's what we said we're willing to do. That's the commitment of discipleship. That's a commitment of being a Christian. And there are people in this planet, on this earth, who are going to their death each day. Literal, physical death. This is it on earth. Joyously looking forward to eternal life because the burden is so small the love for the master is so great 
And so we serve him. We also have this love for the bride of Christ. Think about this. Naturally, all of us belong to the body of Christ. We, we are the church. We're part of the kingdom. We're known to be the bride of Christ. But in, in a sense, when you are added to the body of Christ, you're added to the church that God has for you, for me. In a sense, we're not the husband in this relationship, but we're part of this body. But here's the church, the bride of the bridegroom, and God has given her to us. Do we love her? In other words, do you love each other? Is the burden too great, unbearable, that you have to spend time with each other? Or there's such great love for your brothers and sisters. In similar fashion, the very children of God, which is the bride of Christ in this scenario, do you have a great love for? How do you interact with your brothers and your sisters, the children of God who have been begotten in the Lord? Do you want to spend time with them, or would you rather have your freedom? You see, these are the things Scripture bring out to us. And I believe that, again, when you look at all of the laws in the law of Moses, it is to love God and to love your neighbor. That's where the law and prophets hung, right? That's what, that's what Jesus and the lawyer agreed upon. What about us? So that when we come together and assemble, the saints, uh, assemble with the saints, when we partake of the Lord's Supper, when we give to the Lord, all of these things so that we can glorify our God, so that we can um, do the work of our Lord, do we do it with great joy? 1 John 5 verse 3 tells us, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. What an attitude. That's the attitude we're supposed to have. Every one of us. Sometimes we forget this and need to be reminded. But think again, the very beginning. The yoke of our Lord is easy. He has given us all the blessings that we could ever enjoy and found in Jesus Christ. Do we live our lives with such great attitude of thanksgiving that the burdensome is nothing? Have we sung this song here, this hymnal, Pierce My Ear? We have. I'm getting yeses and nos. I mean, Dave's still going yes. Martha's still going like this. <laughs> I, I feel like we have done it, but I know it's not in our song books. We might have had it at one time in sheet, sheet music and what have you on the, on the pews and passed it out. I'm not sure. It's an extremely simply sung hymnal. So it's very easy. if you don't know this hymnal, it's very easy to follow. And we got a very good follow uh, song leader in, in Dusty to lead this song. But I want you to look at these words because it is very telling. Think of the metaphors in this hymnal. Pierce my, my ear, O Lord my God. Take me to your door this day. I will serve no other gods. Lord, I'm here to stay. You have paid the price for me with your blood. You ransomed me. I will serve you eternally, a free man I will never be. That is the thought of Exodus 21. That's brought in the covenant relationship we have with Jesus Christ. 
Are you willing to go to the door, so to speak? Are you willing to give up your freedoms? That's what it means to be or to have God as God and not any idols before him. That's what it means to serve the Lord with the attitude of one who is a slave to righteousness. But know this. You've got all the freedom that is found in Jesus Christ. With the other slavery, you don't have that kind of freedom. Your freedom is extremely limited. We are told that we are free in Christ. That's the glorious paradox of of being a slave to righteousness. That's what Jesus is doing when he's calling you into his kingdom. And if you're here this morning, you've not made that calling. Know this. It is a great cost. Because you're giving up your desire, your will for his. And if you're full of the flesh, you don't want to give that up. But if Jesus' blessings and his rewards of, of everlasting life with God is so great, then the burdens, the yoke, if you will, that Jesus places upon you, his yoke becomes much easier to bear. And he's promised that. What you need to do is to die with him right now and make that lifelong commitment to serve him and walk with him, knowing that in him you have everlasting life. If you're here and you're subject to that call or you need to come for the prayers of the, um, so we can pray for you, by all means, do that right now. Together we stand and sing.